I'm not gonna worry about your level of concern. Yoy and double yoy. We talking about Twitter. Ripple yoy. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple yoy. That Nazi Harris? Can I have your autograph, please? You Burberry? You have money on. Oh my God. Ugh, rub your chest. Ah, peace. Wait. Yeah. What do you think? Right, I'll see. This is awesome. Going awesome. college here. You going college here? <laughs> I mean, I always felt like my teammates, you know, gravitate towards me, and I feel like I have a great relationship with the guys, not only on the field but in the locker room and in the weight room, walking around. I, you know. We hang out with the guys and like going to movies or we go out to eat, get dinner and stuff like that. So um, I feel like uh, it's great camaraderie as far as me and of course with other quarterbacks and other teammates on the team. So I'm doing my job to make sure that the guys around me know that you know, I'm working and uh, they trust that I'm working and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And it's just a combination of everything. Uh, really just trusting myself and believing in myself and taking a lot of time to you know, self-reflect on things. And then of course, be in a situation where people around you want to see you succeed. So that's probably the biggest thing. You went on to say, uh, what, what punishments of God are not gifts? Do you really believe that? Yes. It's a gift to exist. It's a gift to exist. And with existence comes suffering. There's no escape in that. If you are grateful for your life, which I think is a positive thing to do, um, then you have to be grateful for all of it. You can't pick and choose what you're grateful for. And then, so what do you get from loss? You get awareness of other people's loss. Well, that's true. Empathy. Which allows you to connect with that other person. Right. Which allows you to love more deeply and to understand what it's like to be a human being. Steeler Nation has become no stranger to tragedy in mm -hmm. recent years. You know, whether it was Daryl Drake at mm -hmm. 62, Kevin Green at 58, mm -hmm. uh, Ramey Oslavsky at 45, Tanch Alkin mm -hmm. at 63, yeah. Richard Bartlett the third at 23, uh, and now Dwayne Haskins uh, at 24. You know, mm -hmm. on, uh, I mean, not to mention on the fifth, you know, year of Dan Rooney's. Uh, right passing so oh, yeah you know and this i mean and, and and we don't and you know that's just within steeler nation we don't have to look at the headlines the the pandemic over the last two years the uh you know just the situation in ukraine even the uh even the even the tragedy in brooklyn this week um, right you know uh it, it's it's it just seems like sometimes there's just nonstop sadness. Uh, even we're dealing with it here in the comedy community, right? Uh, you know, and and sometimes the biggest burden during a tragedy is that the survivors have no choice but to continue living, and mm -hmm. uh, mm. you know, and it's up to us to try to find meaning afterwards uh, and find purpose, even even if only to honor those who don't have that same blessing so you know here we are we are what jen's talking about mm -hmm. the the conversation about the steelers social media conversation and unfortunately you know the, hey this the, this week the conversation was uh, involved <sighs> a tragedy yeah 
I'm Kyle Crace. Here with me is Greg Benevent. Hello. Uh, you know, a lot was a lot's been said this week, and mm-hmm. and um, you know, we don't need to go over everything that's been said. I do want to highlight what's been said about Dwayne Haskins, the person this week, because absolutely, I didn't. To be let's to be honest, I didn't know anything about this guy really. Uh, no, uh, uh, nothing. I mean, until it's, until it, this yeah. week, what I follow, what I followed in the headlines and in the news, but mm-hmm. what I then what I learned it was that that really wasn't the guy at all and i'm and, right. and i'm bummed that it's only now that i'm learning who he is because i think that he would have been one of my favorite players it seems like it's it's something i i was struck by it. i noticed it you know very minimally during the the week in the run-up to this game he started against the panthers where you know we, we you and i have followed this team for a long time and we followed the media conversation around this team for a long time and so you really didn't see it's it's easy to think like oh all these players are just saying how nice he was and how much like no that that really doesn't happen all the time that doesn't happen all that often at all in fact they really did like this guy he yeah. was a likable nice guy and and the the, the compliments are very specific let's get mm-hmm. to the people who knew him at tj watt 90 tj watt you know not the most vocal person right. in the locker room but mm-hmm. uh, emerging in this moment as as a leader you know when mm-hmm. Dwayne first walked into the locker room i could tell he was an upbeat guy he was always making people smile Never taking life for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, let's keep. Let's go to at Chase Claypool. I mean, we all saw the emotional video he posted, yeah. but this is this is kind of poignant. I spent your final moments with you, and I can't help but think about how selfless you were in those moments. All you cared about was making sure everyone else around you was okay, and I can't thank you enough for that. You are what I strive to be. So, mm. you know, which just tells me, you know, in whatever he's specifically referring to, but it, whatever that in these last moments was, no one knew what was going to happen. So you saw Dwayne's true self is he's someone who is, you know, making sure everyone else, he's very altruistic. I mean, if there's one thing you've that's come out about the guy, it's just how considerate of others he was, whether it was through larger gestures or just small smaller ones of kindness of generosity of respect he was wasn't in town long enough to you know besides small uh you know right. acts of kindness and and that and uh someone who knew him maybe longer than anyone on the roster was Josh Dobbs who was actually a mentor uh as he was coming up through the high school ranks mm. and uh, so he was on Sirius XM's NFL Rewind and this is what uh, Dobbs had to say Nope. Here's what this, here here is what Dobbs had to say. He always had a smile on his face. He always was, you know, positive around his teammates, hyping them up, um, and really wanting to see everyone else succeed um, around him. Not only like other players, of course, but other quarterbacks. I thought that was you know what impressed me so much. You know, the quarterback world obviously only one person plays, but you know with his in, with his energy, he always wanted to see other people succeed, whether you're in the same room room as him or if you were across the field from him. So, you know, he was a selfless person. Um, he was a Watkins man. Um, for anyone who knows what the Watkins Award is, that's a tremendous fellowship and brotherhood of young men who who not only, you know, exceed on the field, but in the classroom, as well as their communities. So it's like this hmm. guy wasn't just 
you know, he wasn't just the athlete. He was the, the public servant. He was the scholar. Um, and it's uh, it's just too bad that we didn't get to see uh, more of that personality. We, I think there were maybe only two uh, press availabilities his whole time here in Pittsburgh. And even then, they were on Zoom. It wasn't yeah. like it, you could really see the guy's personality shine through. I mean, I was struck by, you know, in so many of the video montages, you saw how they, even in his brief time in Pittsburgh, they so incorporated charitable events and yeah. other places yeah. where he did, you know, uh, those kind of pictures and that kind of things so that he jumped right into that really also does speak a lot because again they don't all do that yeah here's just a few more reactions uh at mike sullivan 89 this is uh you know our this is his coach mike sullivan positive attitude bright smile genuine enthusiasm uh more similar from his osu coach at ryan day uh mm-hmm. at ryan daytime had a giant heart old soul and infectious smile i like the term old soul it kind of implies a, a, a certain wisdom that uh in, in youth that maybe is is not not everyone has yeah i i, I think you're right about that I'll, I'll piggyback on top of that idea of wisdom i think it also implies a kind of geniality yeah like just yeah. A, a, a real kindness and just again someone that's pleasant to be around whether you're in the heat of battle or whether you're on the sideline or in the locker room or just hanging out with the dude uh, more from teammates at Corey Curtis 12. This is the quarterback up in Gannon. I guess he was oh. uh, in OSU for a minute. Oh. Um, you know, I was struggling a couple weeks back. He dropped everything and drove two hours to make sure I was okay. Wow. Um, uh, this is a memory from at Carrie 3022. When Joe Burrow went down, his firm, former Buckeye teammate, uh, on the other team went to him. One of them was Dwayne Haskins. You forget that Haskins beat out Joe Burrow in OSU. Right. Um, but obviously, you know, stayed close uh, after that. So that's kind of amazing. I, you know, mm-hmm. I think of the coworkers I work with and, um, you know, I don't always have that kind of same bond. Um, well, maybe if you'd been injured at work, they'd, they'd rush over to you <laughs> and ask you you'd left. Um, you know, okay, so... Uh, that was the that was kind of the conversation I wanted to focus on as mm-hmm. far as you know the player himself, of course. Then on the other side was some of the moral outrage that mm-hmm. was kind of you know this is Twitter, so of course everyone is is mourning in their own way, and sometimes that comes off as outrage. You know, what are the stages of healing? One of them is anger, right? Yeah, but it's it's anger's also I don't think anger's number one. Like no. I don't think it's like like anger doesn't lead off. Well, in, on Steelers I, Twitter, sometimes. Oh yeah, no, right, right, right. Ang- right, anger, anger always finds a way to get in there. Anger is like the slot receiver; it finds a way. Yeah, sometimes and, uh, we skip, we steal, we steal shock and go straight to yeah, anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. And of course, you know, and there were a couple targets. Of course, uh, you know, uh, Adam Schefter, who broke the news, uh, mm-hmm. was a, was a target. Uh, Here's at Tokyo Exmo. You know, ESPN should discontinue their relationship with Adam Schefter. He's a serial offender of insensitivity. Proven time and time again, these tone deaf tweets aren't mistakes. Uh, at Blitzberg had a similar set. ESPN seriously needs to get rid of Adam Schefter. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm more willing to. You know, it was one word in a tweet that uh, the word struggling to, de- yeah. to define his NFL career. And, you know, a lot of people really took umbrage with that. I think that that, you know, it, it, that wasn't the most egregious. Uh, it wasn't a malignant, uh, intentional well, type I, of error. I, I don't think so either. I don't think he should be fired, but I, I absolutely it shouldn't have been said. 
I mean, it's especially because wasn't that in the original post about the man's passing? I mean, it's yeah. You know, someone's life is not summed up by the fact that they were only a third string quarterback in the National Football League. So it's I could see being very upset about that, but it it I I too don't believe it's a fireable offense. It, uh, even if it happens over and over again, but absolutely I mean, should not have been said. Well, I mean, he de- he deleted the tweet. He you know mm-hmm. he talked to his colleagues, including Ryan Clark. He apologized. He made a public apology. Mm-hmm. Obviously. This was, you know, in in the heat of of uh, breaking news, you know, and certainly in the in the heat of social media, um, uh, I think intent it has to be taken into consideration, and 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 although intent isn't obvious, isn't easily discernible, I think uh, sometimes it it. You, I don't know. I, th- I think you can sometimes discern what oh, the I th- intent is. Oh, I think you can, too. I think you can, too. But again, just, again, this is one of those ones. Imagine if it was a regular person. You know, somebody just, you know, passes away in a tragedy and the second sentence is like, and he really wasn't all that good at his job. Uh, I mean, and, and if that was if that was someone you cared about, that'd be pretty tough to, to swallow. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I mean, well, but, but you know, it, it's not, I don't think it goes, you know, compared to, uh, Gil Brand, no, who went, that, that I think, a little bit different. Yeah. beyond the pale here, mm-hmm. you know, at Steeler Nation, disgusting comments from Gil Brandt on Dwayne Hassan shouldn't be tolerated. He should never be given the microphone again. Uh, you know, I, I certainly there's if you if you wanted to suspend him or take him off the air, I think there was more a little bit more yes. there there. A hundred percent, because that wasn't just one word. That was a continuous attitude. I mean, that, yeah, I, I mean, again, I only read it. So I didn't, you know, hear the comments or how he said them. But it, it it's I mean, and again, as you said, it's very, very hard to gauge intent on Twitter. But man, oh, man, that almost felt personal. Oh, yeah. The you Gil could, Brandt stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, when someone reveals who they are to you, uh, take take them seriously and, right you oh know, yes right exactly it's rare that people are outright <laughs> lying to you yeah that's and, a very important point and mm-hmm. i think yeah you know he was uh you know he was talking as if no one else was around and <laughs> yes. unfortunately <laughs> he was on a live mic um you know then uh you know and again again who am i to judge how anyone grieves but then there was kind of you know the, this and this happens anytime this isn't just uh, you know, this is unique to us as Steeler Nation, but mm-hmm. this is any time, you know, a public figure passes, there is kind of a, uh, I, I don't want to say, I don't know, I don't want to say like a moral indignation. I don't know. Let's just get, here's, you know, the tweet, this is from at JG Crawfish. It just the, 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 the sentiment is, you know, as a father of three, blah, 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 you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it doesn't matter your situation. We're all feeling this tragedy in the same way. You don't need to be a father to be sad about this. You don't need to be a football player to be, you know, to understand the the uh, the seriousness of this moment. You know. Oh, absolutely. It, 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 if that's how you help process it, I mean, this is this. I mean, how often do we talk about this? you know, and like a lower level on this podcast about how the people deal with, for lack of a better word, the grief and the disappointment of a loss of a game. Yeah. And it's and what you see is so much of the most toxic takes are literally one person's maladapted grieving process rubbing up against someone else's maladaptive <laughs> grieving process. And here in the light of a genuine tragedy of a horrific, terrible thing that's cranked all the way up to 10. 
And so, I mean, it's it's no, this guy doesn't have to say it. If it helps him process that, that's fine. But just reading it, you know that it's going yeah. to make it that someone else is going to come at it with something even more toxic, too. Or there was also the kind of like, you know, the the the, the anger, like I'm going to I'm going to get I'm going to get anyone else who isn't grieving my way kind of yes. anger uh like like this one you know this is at mike asty 11 you know i'm making myself very clear and i'm not messing around uh if you try to turn this into commentary about the steelers quarterback situation i won't have any part of it i'm done with you it's you know no one i saw a few people i'm not just singling this guy a few mm-hmm. people were had this kind of sentiment but no one was seriously uh Using this as a time to talk X's and O's or to talk strategy or, no. you know, and but I but I saw a lot of sentiment like, you know, how dare this kind of, you know, this kind of outrage, like how dare others not, uh, you know, not be a not have dead air as far as football comes to this, you know? Oh, absolutely. And I think that, you know, we were making a joke about it a couple minutes ago about the people going to the stage of anger. But I mean, it's one thing about the stages of grief that is different for everyone is that not everyone processes them all at the exact same time. Yeah. Some people go through, you know, disbelief and the other one and get right to anger real quick. And it and this is and I'm sure this, you know, and again, I'm sure this is these are also I'm sure these are fine people. You know what I mean? Like these ones, like the one the examples oh, you've yeah. been reading, these, these aren't, you know, and even like you were saying about the, the Schefter thing, these aren't bad folks. These are people in a tough situation saying the wrong thing at, 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 at a very delicate time. So it so it, it it's just a shame all around. I will. I'll even I'll even, you know, I'm, this isn't throwing under the bus, but I'll even take one of our own, you know, our mm-hmm. own uh, Jeff Hartman here at behind the steel curtain who you know tweeted look this i know this guy is a he's got a big family so he's always looking for learning educational moments and uh, yeah. but, you know but here's his his t- jay hartman underscore pit jeff hartman you know will you choose to learn something from these tra- it's like oh my like gosh i got it now i got to choose to learn something too out of all this like let me just mourn and uh and feel sad i you know gosh if uh if I learned everything every time, if I learned something every time there was a tragic event, I'd be Ken Jennings over here, you know. So, um, but I, you know, I, I get the point. I, but the moral—I don't need anyone looking down on me from a moral high ground in these kind of times. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I guess that's you know, and I, I don't really know Jeff that well at all. I, I, I think this is also kind of how you interpret things. I mean, I don't see his question necessarily. I, as I'm just singling him out because he's one of our own. Oh and, yeah, no, you know, I, I totally get that. I mean, I, I'm just saying that I didn't see that as um um you know morally righteous sure down on no. the thing I, I but i will say and as you know and I, I think it ties back into something you talked about earlier today is that you know i i, I kind of thought something not dissimilar to jeff's question to myself on saturday thinking like all right is this you know this, this if the, do you need another you know okay life is short you got to do things and then i'm thinking geez it's look where we've been the last couple of years i needed Dwayne haskins passing to realize it's... that life is short the last two years, we lost. I mean, that's not to make light of anyone's passing. My word, but just, you know, it, it, it. If, if, like, like so much of what, and I think it just kind of gets to what you were saying before. Is, is if, if this gets you to, you know, make some positive change or to learn something in your life, then that is some small step forward. Then that, well, you, you know, know, you know, silver and, lining. Sure, and here in Jeff's defense, I will say I did seek out to learn something because I wanted to learn about 
Dwayne's personality more. You know, mm. I never went out. I just kind of believed what I read in the headlines and uh, mm-hmm. never got to know. And I and a lot of players, I really don't know uh, their personalities. And that's something maybe more I will uh, try to focus on. Well, I remember something that, that struck me and I remember and it was something I'd kind of forgotten about that. It sort of just kind of like come over the transom and just sort of let it go is like when, you know, the Washington football team let Haskins go and the Steelers signed him. I remembered some quote or some clip from a press conference of Ron Rivera, the Washington coach, and he was basically he was sad. Like he, it, it wasn't, you know, it, it, it wasn't like, ah, good riddance, who cares? It was like, no, 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 this was a good guy with some talent. We just couldn't work it out here. It was just a lot of bad factors come together. This was, you know, I mean, it's not like, I mean, Haskins was the worst thing he did. He had a party. I mean, it's, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, yeah, you know, that's irresponsible, sure. but it's not. During COVID. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's not time. a good thing yeah. to do, but, and no one's condoning it. But, you know, that's, if that's the worst thing you did in your life, boy, you're ahead of the game. Uh, and for those kind of, you know, who had that kind of outrage, like, we can't talk football. It was funny. I, there was a tweet. The, uh, the the tweets like Saturday was just like, you know, you know, no place to talk football right now. Uh, and then on Wednesday, I think I saw someone say, like, you know, we're we're emotionally mature enough to be able to grieve and talk football. <laughs> now. So uh, but for those wondering, you know, at uh, on Saturday at 428, KDKA was the first to probably say, does this affect the Steelers draft? <laughs> so uh, for everyone, you know, we can't talk football. Hey, look at our look at our own mirror our own uh it's the calls coming from inside the house i i, I will say that a thought that occurred to me i think it was late sunday or sometime monday and this is this is not something i ever thought i'd say is that i found myself grateful for the insipid onslaught of the mock drafts <laughs> i mean just what a distraction from this for this just pointless stupidity of these drafts it's an easy way to take your mind off of the haskins tragedy well that's a good the jumping off point let's go from mourning to the mindlessness uh it's it's, it's i didn't even plan to do that no no when we come back it's uh we'll go we'll go into the mocks oh. we've also got a little history lesson um will we have time for the ab versus ryan clark talk? probably not probably not but there is another history lesson to learn this week okay and um i don't know uh, and maybe even doc hayward uh oh. joining the lineup so <laughs> all right uh listen to our sponsor and support them unless it's that britney podcast but uh <laughs> all right we'll be right back back for the second half thank mm-hmm. you for letting us uh, get into our feelings there in the first half i know you've been i know you've been dealing with uh, the, the these kind of podcasts all week and, mm-hmm. and we're just uh, you know hey now our two cents right uh his throne so take that for what it is but mm-hmm. we've got more uh we've got more mindless things to talk about <sighs> right now because we're the, the the countdown is on we are in Full on mock mode. Oh god! It's not a you know. Uh, it's it, it's not, I don't. I, well, it's mock time. I don't know. I can't say it. It's just it's. I say it like this. All these mocks have so many names all across the web, but they're all the same. Ah. Oh yeah. From Mel Kiper down to. Oh, these mocks. Oh, I can't even remember the lyrics now, except for this part. It's just mental masturbation. Because I've got a one-track mind. There's only one way 
That fit. That really no, well, yeah, that's uh, that's choking on your own mock mock worthiness. <laughs> uh, big week in mock drafts, as it should be, as we're getting cl- closer and closer. Twenty three new mock drafts this week um, <laughs> for a total of we're now up to a hundred and ninety one national, or I include Pittsburgh in this as well. Uh, mock drafts. Wow. Um, from across the media spectrum, My from God. you know, from behind the steel curtain zone, Andrew Wilbar, all the way to ESPN's Mel Kuyper. Jeez. Um, the I guess the uh, you know the question is is, is focusing on quarterbacks because you mm-hmm. know that's where uh, that's where the biggest need is. Let's go to <whistles> at Doug Kayed from PFF. Okay. Will the Steelers take a quarterback in the first round? It's probably more likely at this point that they wait until the second round. I, I, again, nothing has changed since <laughs> they signed Trubisky. I mean, it's it's again. I mean, not to be not even to be uh, ghoulish. I mean, the Haskins thing does not relate to this part necessarily. No, no. It, 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 so again, it's I'm telling you, man, it's vibes. This is all vibes. It's the like, mock vibes at this point. Right. It's probably more likely. Nothing has changed, Mr. Kayed. <laughs> the uh the big the big mock leader this week mm. is Kenny Pickett with oh. six six mock drafts this week, including Mel Kuyper himself. See, that's what I, I, I noticed that. I, I saw that the other day and I was thinking like it's it's almost like, I mean, not to relate sports to politics, but it is in a way like political coverage when it's like, oh, there's like a governor or president or something. It's like, it hasn't been doing well. It's like, okay, we've reported that story. Now we got to have like the comeback story just because there's nothing <laughs> else to report. And that's kind of where it is with Pickett. It's not like Pickett had like a good week of practice. He's been visiting really hard. Like it's not that's what's happening. You're, it does feel like Pickett's having a comeback, and it's like, right. wait a minute, no one's played anything. Right, exactly. Pickett has had some wonderful dinners in Carolina and elsewhere. Like, well, Pickett had so Pickett had six mocks to us. I'm I'm sorry, Pickett had six mocks to my special friends. There you go. Uh, Willis had five to the wow. Steelers this week. So, wow. and then Ritter close uh-huh. behind with three. So, okay, it's still uh, it's still quarterbacks. Uh, in fact, you know, since since. The Trubisky signing, we've had 89 mocks, uh, 20 said Willis, 16 say Pickett, 12 say Ritter. So that, I mean, that's at 89, you've got 48, almost 48 over 89. That's like 50% say quarterback in the first round. Wow. A, a couple things. One, I, I, with the post Trubisky at this point, there's been so many mock drafts. It feels like they signed Trubisky in 1997. Yeah. Like it yeah. feels like it's been that long. And secondly, I, I, for the mock tally, if I'm not mistaken, you are only looking at the first round picks, correct? Because yeah, there's been a yeah. sh- pretty fair amount of mock drafts that, for whatever reason, have the Steelers picking Ritter in the second round, yeah. which I think would, in- I mean, not, and please do not add this to your thing. You're already doing way too much with this, and I feel so bad. But th- that would put Ritter's number even higher. So a lot of these drafts that maybe have, you know, like a, a-, a Penning or Lindenbaum in round one may have Ritter in round Two. That's so. yeah, that's correct. I'm only tracking first round mocks. This is all for our big mock the mock <laughs> special coming up at the week after the draft. We'll tell you who the best and worst mockers are, who should deserve your time and attention because our our Steeler uh, brain uh, time. Our, what am I trying to say? Our time, uh, our, the time we're, uh, that we spend on the Steelers is limited. You I, know? I, I hope it is. It doesn't feel that way, but I hope it is. 
Our, bra- our brains can only handle so much information. So why mm. are you following PFF if mm. they're, you know, if their mocks are wrong? Uh, right. Why are you following, uh, you know, pro football talk? I found P- I found PFN today, Pro Football Network. Network. That, that, yes. felt like, that felt like a, a gag or something like in, you know, it's like, oh, we needed to mock uh, PFF for our te- network television show and just made this up in the minute. But, well, we'll um, we're going to tell you who, who you can rely on, who you can trust when it comes to mock. And as if you can trust anyone, it's really right. like uh, Moss Cantina out here in Moss uh, Mo- Mock Isley. Oh, <laughs> there it is! There it is! I, wow! I, one congratulations. Uh, uh, two, you'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy than the mock drafts. And uh, there it is. Um, and what a relief it's going to be when what a release when, you, when the mocks are to, over. Oh man! But just and just to be able to say who did and who didn't. Oh man, that's going to be like a weight off your shoulders, dude. Now. Someone who hasn't been mocked to us uh, that often recently hmm. is uh, Ole Miss quarterback Matt Howe. Mm. But maybe if he doesn't have the mockers on his side, he has someone more important on his side, and that's Poison frontman and Steeler superfan Brett Michaels. Uh, uh, in fact, did you, if you, I don't, we, uh, Matt Howe was on the Rich Eisen show, and there's a very powerful Jedi working behind the scenes. I've talked to Brett. Uh- Oh, he really wants me to start over. Uh, We missed it. I've talked to Brett uh, throughout this process. He really wants me to land at uh, Pittsburgh. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have the utmost respect for the Michael family. I mean, what what they've done for me is something that I can never repay them for. You know, they're there for me in in tough times and, you know, helping me through. You know, Brett, Brett's really pushing. (laughs) Brett's really pushing Mr. Rooney for for them to pick me. Okay, first off, wow. did, I wasn't I didn't know the Brett Michaels Matt Howell connection. No. He, it's kind of like the blind side uh for for Sleaze Rock. I I yeah, I or, or just Brett Michaels goes around the country doing favors for very talented college and high school quarterbacks. No, this is much more personal. This is this is like he sponsored. You know, this is like he sponsored his family and all that. This is like a, oh. this is literally like the Blind Side. Oh, okay. I thought you were kidding. I had no idea. It. Uh, oh, okay. Then, then, then. Yeah. I mean, it's. I would much rather watch that movie than the Blind Side. <laughs> yeah, the Blind Side with instead of uh, instead of Sandy Bullock, it's uh, Brett Michaels. You could have Sandy Bullock play Brett. Michaels that would actually be pretty cool <laughs> just a better soundtrack oh man it should do a tremendous job now the but the but the bigger question is uh-huh. does Brett Michaels have the bat phone directly to Mr. Rooney at, at this point I'll believe anything <laughs> it's entirely possible he does uh, um do you want now does this affect uh your mock standings at all I mean you know we have if we had uh you know choir boy mitch trubisky and mm. hollywood mace rudolph but but then we add sleaze the son of sleaze rock matt howell well i can say that like i i can absolutely see after like day two of the draft being like disappointed thinking oh man they got matt howell but i can also see part of me being like well maybe brett michaels knows something <laughs> if uh I mean, you know, wouldn't that be the ultimate coup if uh, we get our next franchise quarterback thanks to the singer from Poison? I, I mean, it, it, it's 
it's just crazy enough to sound like a thing that could happen. Like it sounds almost, it sounds literally impossible. So I, I, it, it seems as plausible as anything else. I will say, I like that scenario. Let's go with Brett Michaels versus let's trade next year's first round pick to move up in the first round. I like that way better. For a Bearcat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a poison guy over Bon Jovi and Motley Crue by far, by okay, the way. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I, that's, I, I was never really up on all that. But I will absolutely take, knowing your taste of music, I will absolutely uh, back you up on that, sure. I'll but, say Poison Bon Jovi 1A, 1B, I, you know, okay. it, depending on how I wake up that day. Okay, okay. Um, and, uh, all right, so, all right, enough with the enough with the mocks. <laughs> Should we, um, uh, let's just do one little, there, there's one little Couch Colbert out there who's, uh, who's crying, and he's not the only one, so, at Renegade Adam, Adam Steele, uh, you know, we're just days away from the draft, who the hell is our strong safety? I should are we concerned? I'm not I'm not feeling concerned. I mean it's it's I'm not feeling concerned either just because neither the Honey Badger nor Terrell Edmonds has signed anywhere. If they both sign elsewhere, then I'm significantly more concerned. Is it feels like is it I don't know who we don't know, but it feels like one where it's gonna be one or the other of those guys. If if Honey Badger comes around, we got him. But if not, uh Terrell Edmonds, which Man, they are they. I guess they're not really high on Edmonds. Yeah, I think again. I think that's sort of it. That, that I, I feel the same way as you. Yeah, it'll be one of the two of them. And then if it's not, then my stress will spike. At, uh, but hey, we st- we've started uh, second round pick Sean Davis as a rookie back there before, haven't we? Yeah, and that that, that didn't go like great. But I mean, <laughs> it, you know, uh, we started how many rookies this past year on the O line? We certainly we could start and a that rookie. Didn't go great. <laughs> Certainly, we can start a, and maybe not even, maybe we wouldn't, maybe even if we drafted a second round rookie, maybe it would be a, uh, maybe we'd have a Norwood or a, um, or a, and that would also be less than great. <laughs> well, all right. Well, I mean, it, it's like I said, it, it's fine now because there are other options still out there. As soon as other options cease to be out there, then the situation changes. <laughs> um, let's move on to, uh, you know, I, anytime someone talks about Tomlin, my ears perk up because, okay. you know, I think the, I think we have a living legend among us, but mm-hmm. uh, sometimes the fan base needs to be convinced. So let's go to... At Pittsburgh Sport, Steelers Takeaways had the exclusive interview with our newest linebacker, Avery Gennard, um, who kind of uh, cleared up some things about what he's bringing to the team. Uh, you know, first off, he says, in Memphis, Mike Tomlin was a graduate assistant there, and lots of folks still talk about him and what he brings. He's hmm. a legend. So this dude was an assistant back in Memphis, but they still talk about him. It's like George Washington slept here. Mike Tomlin worked here once. Well, I, I, I think that, that that's there for a lot of reasons. One, he was an incredible guy. Two, I'm sure he did a great job. Three, he was the graduate assistant at uh, Memphis that went on to be a Super Bowl winning coach. I mean, I can't imagine there's a lot of grad assistants that do that, but th- 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 that doesn't by any stretch to mean uh, what he's done for Memphis and why those people continue to speak of him so glowingly. But, it, you know, it is almost it's, it, they're going to build statues to this guy one day. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, you know, it's a reason Mike Tomlin's got to be in coach of the year conversation. Always, <laughs> always. Uh, let's keep let's keep going. What Avery had to say. Sure. Uh, 
when Tomlin called me, he told me I was playing outside linebacker. Okay, so mm. that clears that up. We okay. weren't sure exactly where. Yeah, we had no idea. He said he loved my leverage. Whoa, that's that's some sexy talk. I mean, it's sure. I mean, it's it's it's. I I can imagine. I can hear Tomlin saying that very passionately and excitedly on the phone. Like that's I, no I, stretch of my imagination. I loved your leverage, Avery. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, you know, um, you know. I I also heard from Flores and the defensive coordinator too. Okay, so. Is that showing what the hierarchy is? We got Flores, <laughs> and then some other coach talked to me too. Well, so. I mean, it's it's, but I can see if you're someone that's new to the team that isn't like around Pittsburgh. I could see. Oh, I know the name of the guy with the four Super Bowl rings that was the head coach at Miami that's been on the national news circuit for the last few months versus Trell Austin, who like is a fine coach and does a good job, but also doesn't like have like a national profile. Okay, all right. So. I mean, but th- that is striking. Where it's like, <laughs> yeah, I talked to Flores and the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> this other guy asked me what my shoe size was so. right, right. yeah i think he's the defensive coordinator or he's the intern i wasn't clear all right let's move on to there was this uh new hbo uh theory uh, show game theory let's okay uh at carter critiques christopher carter christopher carter had the tweet nepotism in nfl coaching hires and how it's helping the league was a great segment on the new show game theory on hbo they made a board connecting a bunch of coaches families who helped get their job take a close look and see who wasn't near any of the wires, and it was Mike Tomlin. Ah, okay. So they, I mean, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that it's... It, it, and how many jobs where... And how many high-stress, big-money jobs is nepotism actually help? I mean, it's not yeah. like as an NFL head coach... All of them, yeah. Right, right exactly, <laughs> but, as a, but as an NFL head coach, it's not like you can be like, well, my dad's resources will come in and help here. Your dad's resources <laughs> aren't going to make the right play call on third and eight. It like, was, if you go back and watch this, it's kind of cool because they had one of those big uh, cork boards like the detectives have with all oh, the yard okay. strings, you know, connecting all these people. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. True the detective. One, the yeah. one, yeah, very true detective style, but the one, the one man untouched <laughs> by nepotism, <laughs> Mike Tomlin. Although, let's be honest, you know, I mean... Certainly, he was mentored by Tony Dungy, and yeah. he was, um, and in Minnesota, uh, was it Childress at the time? Uh, I, well, I, I mean, but, but there's a, there is such a wide, wide difference between mentored and nepotism. Yes. I mean, mentored it, it very much is part of the meritocracy, and you worked hard enough to be mentored, and this person of success saw something in you which was worth imparting upon you, versus nepotism is like, oh, you're Doug's kid. Yeah. Exactly, like succession, basically. Yeah, um, you'll be no, you won't see Mike Tomlin on Succession ever. Uh, not even Omar Epps. All right, one last thing on Tomlin because Cam Hayward uh, stepped on to the NFL Network this week to get some hours in the broadcast booth, and everyone wants. Everyone asks everybody whether it's Malik Willis to Jannard Avery to to uh, to Cam Hayward himself. They're like, tell us about Mike Tomlin. I just appreciate the man he is and the guy. He's, he, he just wants to win another Super Bowl. What? When I came to the Pittsburgh Steelers, it wasn't just I was part of history. What? I was joining Mike Tomlin, mm. the best NFL coach to me, and I got to be a part of you know something great. And what? every year, you're like, I can't let this guy down. I got to make sure I perform at a high level to make sure I represent him well. Mm. So, I mean, so... 
this guy is starting to transcend the franchise, the the Super Bowl six-time Super Bowl winning franchise. And what does Cam Hayward say? I'm not just playing for this historic franchise. I'm playing for Mike Tomlin, the best coach in the NFL to me. It's it's interesting because it didn't hit me until you were setting this clip up about you know all these people get asked about Tomlin, and it's because he's a great coach, and we all want to know more about that. But I think another underrated part of that, because again, it just hit me now, is because Tomlin's not always out there in the national media yeah he's not doing ads he doesn't appear in your little pop-up thing to sell you insurance when you're on like a on the weather channel website like he's not in movies he doesn't do tv i mean it's, if, if i'm not mistaken they, they have that thing with the steelers where he doesn't he does the one press conference in the offseason because it's you know colbert and then the next general manager they're the face of the franchise until the season starts up again so i can see that it's not just that tomlin does an excellent job and is this wonderful human being he gets asked you people get asked ask questions about it because he doesn't oversaturate himself he's not always out there in the media yeah and he does and he never he never really makes things personal everything right. is jaw on the job it's the job it's the job and mm-hmm. we never you know we never get to see uh and and it's a shame because he obviously inspires everyone he touches mm-hmm. but as fans we only get to see you know the sunday and tuesday press conference right, and it's right, uh, right. Oh, and yeah. we we're, we don't get to tap into this greatness that everyone else and that's my biggest frustration i want to i want to touch tomlin on the face well and, i will say real quick I, I think i mentioned this to you at one point i remember i used to in the run-up to super bowl 45 i remember i had a job where no one was actually checking what i was doing and i was a computer and and media day for on the run-up to super bowl 45 they just left a camera camera on Tomlin oh. all day and I left it on while I was working and you know he'd be there talking to the media and we'd be very and a player would come by and say hey look at this guy da, 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 big hugs and getting to know each other and then, and then the media would come by and he'd be very serious about <laughs> and then you know and it was and I got it in that in that you know five hours I just let that thing run it's like the key and peel sketch I don't know if you ever saw Obama's handshakes oh okay it's a funny it's like in front of some people he's cool and in front of the stiff white people he's well this, I mean that know? wasn't exactly what it was but, no. but, but what I got was but what i got was what you were talking about yeah this is the person that you know because it was the same guy just in very different environments depending on who he was talking to and that'll be the last time that i address it no i it won't it won't i'm gonna talk about it every week until until forever um all right let's put five minutes on the clock we're on the lightning round here okay let's uh let's try to get through this because we don't want to you know head to overtime and pay those union dues oh geez um let's go well okay this was actually this wasn't on twitter it's actually on facebook from Stephen gouge who posted this on the Steelers fan only site you know today I got to hang out with Stefan Tuitt his wife's grandparents started our boys and girls club I did ask if he's coming back and all I'll say is he's got his mind right and is looking forward to the future so even though that's a vague post uh it's kind of our most uh our, our our best indication yet that uh, he's ready to he's ready to play. I mean, yes, but uh, I also could say if I ever met Stefan Tuitt in any context, particularly one that had nothing to do with football, I would be far far too embarrassed to ever actually ask him such a personal question <laughs> about football. That that's to me that that I, I that ah, like I felt myself cringing as you were reading this. Like I'm glad he's coming back. I certainly hope he does. But man, oh man, I would just be like, really? Ah. If you if I ran into Stefan Tuitt at Walmart, I'd you I, you wouldn't be like, hey, you you coming back this fall? Well, I mean, that's just it. Maybe if I 
I ran into him at Walmart, and even then I, I probably wouldn't. But like it, but that's a brief passing. It's not like, hey, we're here at this charitable event that isn't about us that you're tied to with your family. I mean, maybe it's just me, and I'm, I could be too uptight and prudish. That's entirely possible. I'm always looking for an in, and, and that is an easier one than, you know, hey, did you watch Tiger King? I don't, you oh, know, yeah, so. right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, you got, you got th- takes on Squid Game, Stefan? Yeah. It's, 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 um, I know you had time this season. It, uh, yeah. All it, right, uh, let's move on. Let's go to at the Pony Express, Andrew Filipponi. Okay. Deontay Johnson is asking for a five-year, $90 million deal with his next contract. I didn't see this anywhere else. No, I, I, what I take that to mean is just a, a, an example of the, the the contracts that wide receivers are getting, which are way, way higher than I think a lot of us thought. And that was even before, you know, Tyreek Hill got traded for like much of the Miami coastline to go to Kansas City <laughs> in that trade. What I mean, or, or is extension in the cards here? Uh, you know, we don't do wideout extension, so it's I'm, it's kind of like a uncharted territory. I mean, I thought for sure it was going to happen until I saw the exact same things that made Filipponi send out that tweet about all those guys going for the big, big money. So now I find it less likely. But um, but it's but I I do think. Uh, I mean, more than ever, I do think they're targeting a wide receiver pretty early just because it's going to be easier to draft these guys than it is to pay for pay them certainly. Forward. I mean, Eli Rogers is out there in the USFL. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you can give him a tryout. Um, let's go to at A Stocky, W-T-A-E. Oh. Cam Hayward to be recognized with an honorary doctorate degree for his commitment to mercy values at Carlo University commencement ceremony. Dr. Cam Hayward. Doc wow. Hayward. Doc Hayward. It's kind of ironic that uh, he's, his degree is going to be for commitment to mercy values when his job is uh, more like a commitment to violent values. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's and commitment to mercy values, I'm sure, is a good thing, and I, I'm sure that, but it also sounds a little dystopian. Like if you saw that in like, like Judge Dredd, like oh, commitment to mercy values. Like it's one of those things that sounds just enough to be the exact opposite of what it sounds like. Like I know Cam does a lot of charity work. It's all we're saying, but but you know he, he he exhibited a great commitment to mercy values, and then that guy like handcocks yeah. the shotgun. Yeah. Like, Have you met Doctor Strangelove? His right. uh, commitment to mercy values yeah, here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's the commissar of the commitment to mercy values. At- um. Let's go to. At Seifert ESPN, this is Kevin Seifert, the XFL just announced the league's eight head coaches, uh, and they include Pittsburgh fan favorites like Heinz Ward, Ward, Rod Woodson, and Jim Haslett. Yeah. Who, as a Steelers fan, who do you root for? Coach Heinz? Coach Hot Rod or or defensive coordinator Haslett? Well, I mean, I think it's like as as you mentioned with the uh, uh, hair bands. I think like Hines and Rod are like one A or one B, one way or the other, and Haslett is definitely C or three. <laughs> but um, I will say that one, I didn't realize the XFL was coming back. But two, I automatically give it more credence because I doubt they are going to play all of the games in the same stadium, which I find asinine. Really, you're not watching the USFL this weekend? Well, I mean, I, if it's on somewhere, I'll turn. It on just because I, 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 the, the, the Mauler's mascot cracked me up. Yes. That guy, that guy was just amazing. You know, Minecraft Steely McBeam. I mean, yeah. that dude was hysterical. It's, it's. What if we took a weird-looking mascot and put him right in the middle of the uncanny valley with, uh, with Ravens colors, nonetheless. Well, I mean, but that's, I mean, that's the traditional Mauler's colors. Sure. I get that, and again, the tradition of a team that went like four and thirteen almost forty years ago. But yeah, it. Um, well, I'll be watching this weekend. I'll try to watch. What this. time?
I miss it? I don't. I mean, I'll watch it. I don't know. I, don't know. I think it's all at once. You have to watch all eight games. <laughs> it's only on one network. You watch all eight games at once. Well, and, uh, it's, 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 what, what, what a fan inclusive experience. But for the XFL, okay. if there is a because I don't. I mean, it depends. I mean, there will there be an LA team? I don't know. I mean, will there be? I imagine if they. Try to. How can there not be an LA team? Well, um, because if it didn't succeed the this past go round in the XFL, maybe they'll go to another market. I don't know. Okay, but. well, I mean, but it's but if you do that, then you're also cutting off the markets of like New York and Washington D.C. I mean, sooner or later, it's you know, I I have no idea how they're going to do it or how they're going to try to do it, but um, it's it's I do worry that I spoke too soon, and they're also going to try this all one stadium foolishness in like Des Moines. <laughs> maybe the XFL, maybe three teams play at once. Right. And then that's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be a, that would be a new thing. Um, uh, let's just give the final word to at rookie G five five. Okay, Najee looking thick AF. I don't know if you saw the I, I uh, the latest picture from Najee's Instagram, but uh, he does not skip squat day. Okay, well that. You know, it's it's it seems to be that was I, I know it's tough to say nice things about Le'Veon, but that seems to be like the way of the Steelers running back in the second year is that that's when you I mean, not that these that Najee was in bad shape. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. But to, to come back in even even better shape it, it makes a lot of sense that um, that is that is that is as, that is as good as news as anyone becoming more thick. Well, uh, I think it's. I mean, if you said that Najee was carrying the offense on his shoulders, then this was the re- this is the result. Okay? Oh, I see. Okay, I. <laughs> I got to do. Now I can carry it elsewhere. Yeah, I need to. Uh, I'm going to do some more cone drills after this, just to. You know, I don't look at men that way, but maybe I might if everyone looked like that. Um, all go. right. If uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm at Kyle Kreis. Greg, where are you? At, at Greg Benevent, B as in boy, E-N-E, B as in Victor, E-N-T. We will be back uh, next Thursday. Listen to all the awesome shows on the Behind the Steel Curtain platform. Give us a like or a review. Our Mock the Mock special is coming. So uh, be ready for that. Wear your your diapers. All right. (laughs) We'll see you next week. (laughs) Just chill. Chill.